Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first reading is from the book of John. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Our second reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. Just thinking about this, I always I say that uh, my favorite meal of the day has always been breakfast. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> breakfast was always the greatest. And so I got to tell you that, it, so uh, the, when Robin had read this, I, I've got an ESV translation. And now I understand why breakfast is my favorite meal. Uh, because verse 15 in my translation says, when they had finished breakfast, <laughs> Peter said to Simon, or Jesus said to Simon Peter, uh, Breakfast, yes, love breakfast. Uh, I'm going to encourage you to have your bulletins handy, or for those of you who are worshiping online, if you have a notepad handy that you can jot down some notes when, uh, so when the Spirit speaks to you, you can take notes uh, so that you don't forget what the Spirit is speaking today. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. Uh, also in the Compass Guides, you've got Scripture passages to reflect on throughout the week, uh, as well as spots to take notes or to, spots to uh, answer those reflection questions. Uh, and if you've got the app on there, you can actually go to the daily Bible reading plan because that follows our Compass Guide Scripture passages, uh, and you can uh, follow along that way. But I'm going to ask that you pray with me this morning. Gracious and almighty God, God, I, I thank you for bringing us to this sacred space and to allowing us to hear your word this morning. God, the words that you have spoken through the gospel of John and through the gospel of Matthew, the words of love. So God, help us to open our hearts and to pull that love in and to truly understand what you are asking of us through this greatest commandment. God, all of this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So what do you think of when you, when you hear that phrase, 
love triangle. Love triangle. What, what images come to mind? Uh, relationships or thoughts? Maybe I shouldn't ask you to share those out loud in worship. But I know, you know, I initially thought of uh, a marriage struggling through an affair. A once, see, once happy couple begins to have difficulty and then one partner introduces someone else into the picture by falling in love with them. And now they're at the center of this weird love triangle, and it's not healthy. It's like a country song straight off the charts, right? It's like Sylvia's Nobody, or Garth Brooks's The Thunder Rolls, or Carrie Underwood's Before He Cheats, or any number of Taylor Swift songs that are filled with all of these images. It seems that that heartbreak and broken relationships sells music. It makes sense. There are plenty of times when going through rough patches in relationships are helped by hearing those similar stories put to music. Hollywood has also made a living off of stories like these. Between movies and sitcoms, this, this is a common theme. Hallmark has perfected telling stories like that, getting right up to the line, but yet not actually crossing over it. We're fascinated with these love triangles, and that's dangerous. In fact, love triangles can be more dangerous than an even more famous triangle, Bermuda. But then, I got a different vision as I heard the great commandment. And so hear it again. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Simple enough to hear, but incredibly hard to follow. However, while not that type of triangle uh, that I've been talking about, did you hear the love triangle within that greatest commandment? You see, we are to love God with everything that we have and everything that we are, and then we are to love our neighbors. Love God, love neighbors. But don't miss that we are also to love ourselves. We might purposefully skip over that part, focusing on the first two, thinking that that's where we need to look. Uh, Or maybe we haven't truly heard that third part. You see, we are to love God. We are to love our neighbors just as we love ourselves. A love triangle, all connected, all important, all needed as we fulfill this great commandment. And so now, we're going to talk about the latter two over the next couple of weeks. But today, I want to focus on the first one. How do we love God? And what does it mean to love God? And how do we do it? How do we actually love God? I kind of gave you a little snippet of that during the children's time, the young explorer's time. You already know a little bit of that. So so I'm going to ask you a, a basic question. How do you show someone that you love them? How do you show someone you love them? Maybe, maybe as we're, uh, we're worshiping online or some of you in here are on your, on your phones and you're con- having a conversation back and forth with those online, maybe you want to drop that in the chat and say, this is how I show someone 
that I love them. How do you express your love for people or for things? It is, is it through gifts, acts of kindness, or maybe even just caring for someone? Like constantly refilling an ice machine. <laughs> Applying that shoulder patch just about right. Making sure that somebody has the right medication and and make sure they sleep in some strange recliner so that she doesn't have pain. But how do you? How do you show someone that you love them? Either way we look at it, love, love is not passive. Love does not just simply stand back and wait or observe. Love is an action. It's a decision. We all make the decision to either love someone or something. How do we express that love? Now first, let me be clear before we get too far, because some of you may be already thinking ahead, and I want to make sure that we nip this in the bud here. So when, that when we talk about our love of God, that you don't get the wrong impression about needing to do something to prove that you love God. We are saved by grace. Saved by the grace of God through faith, not works. We don't necessarily have to do anything to receive this gift from God other than opening it and receiving it. It's freely given to us. We express our love in works because we love God. Because we love God, not because we have to. You see, that's a difference in attitude. It's a, different, a difference in our affections of how we love God or why we love God. So let me ask you another question. Who or what do you love? I know that I love a good banana split. I love some good homemade beef stew and a, a good cup of coffee. <laughs> I also love the Chicago Cubs now that they've made it through the first opening weeks. <laughs> that might change as we get a little further down the season, but I love music. I love singing. I love being outside around water. I love fishing and campfires. I love my kids, my family, and especially I love my wife. I love this community and the friends that, that I have made here. And I love each and every one of you and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> but most importantly, I love God. I love my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the power that comes through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the graciousness of God the Father. What or whom do you love? Do you love God? Do you love God all the time? Or do you love God just when things are are good. I mean, do you still love God when, when things are difficult or when they're troublesome or maybe when you don't understand what is going on around you? We're called to love God at all times. We can, we can certainly love God when everything seems right, when things are well, when we are healthy and we're comfortable and it's all good. It's easy to love God when everything is going right. But what about the valleys? Because I know some of you are in valleys today. 
What about the times when we are facing difficulties, when we're facing loss? Because you know what? We're called to love God even in those times too. Maybe our health is failing. We're in the middle of a a broken relationship. We're struggling with depression or anger or addictions or loss. Maybe we're just facing doubt and fear of what the future holds for us. Even in those times, we are called to love God, to trust God. During Pathways Guided Worship last week, I shared about the three simple rules from John Wesley. And, uh, and for those of you who are here, you'll remember these, but here are the three simple rules. Do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. Three simple rules. Three simple rules to follow, but incredibly difficult at times to live out. During that service, we talked about how we can express our love for God. And one of them was was, uh, one of those ways was participating in the means of grace. And now you might be going, Great. What are the means of grace? That sounds like code word, code language. Uh, For those of you who are probably theologically trained, and I don't really know what those are, so let me enlighten you just a little bit. We participate in one of them every month as we celebrate Holy Communion. But let me remind you that there are other means of grace. Uh, And maybe we can see how this whole heart, soul, mind, and strength come into play for this love that we have for God. Worship. One of the wonderful young explorers shared with us. It's like, how do you show your love for God? Worship. We can do worship. Yes. We gather every week for a scheduled time of worship, but there are many other ways that we can worship. If I go back to my wonderful friend, Miriam Webster, we always go back there and look for definitions because Wikipedia is a little sketchy at times, and with all this AI stuff out there, we really aren't sure that we can trust a lot of stuff that we read on the internet. So I go back to Miriam Webster, and so here is what Miriam Webster defines worship to be to honor or show reverence for a divine being or supernatural power. Did you catch that? To honor or show reverence for a divine being or supernatural power. To show reverence to God. That doesn't mean only on Sunday mornings in church. This can be during coffee hours small groups, reflecting on Scripture, taking a walk, or just in a chance conversation with a neighbor. Maybe it's reading a blog post and hearing a a new insight into something that you had heard time and time again. Worship is not constricted to certain times and places. It happens everywhere. Everywhere. We honor God We honor God in that worship, but you know what? We also honor God when we have God-centered conversations, when we gather to talk about how we love our neighbors, how to invite them into a relationship with Jesus Christ, or just sharing our testimony, sharing what's on our hearts. This is a means of grace. When was the last time you were able to share how your life was changed and transformed when you accepted Christ? as your Savior. 
Do you remember? Do you remember the time when when you accepted Christ as your Savior? Do you remember the change and the transformation that happened in your life? And when was the last time that you shared that with someone? Because that's all the testimony is. It's not basically beating them down and saying, here, you need to accept this. It's saying, look at what God did for me and allowing them to make that decision for themselves. We participate in the means of grace during our prayer time and our study time of Scripture. When we spend, how many minutes do we spend? Fifteen minutes. When we spend 15 minutes focusing our lives on what God is asking of us, we receive this wonderful grace. Just spending time. 15 minutes is not much to ask. Uh, so, Carol, 197th? 196th of your day. For all of you math whizzes out there, 196th of your day. Can you focus? on your relationship with God for one ninety-sixth of your day? It's a way of expressing your love for God as you just give just a small amount of your time to working on that relationship. Now, the grand channel of grace, according to John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, comes during the celebration of Holy Communion. Now, we're going to celebrate that meal next week, but you need to know that the grace of Jesus Christ is given to you during this time. Jesus Christ is present at the table, and it is is inviting you to come and experience His love for you. By coming forward and accepting and partaking of this meal, you then are expressing your love for God, your love for Jesus Christ. There are other means of grace. But we need to know that they are all ways that we can show God our love for Him. Some of the others are baptism, fasting, which I have a real hard time with, uh, confirmation, generosity, forgiveness, healing, and sacred moments. How many sacred moments have you had in your life? Just those moments that These are the 531 moments, brothers and sisters. These are those moments that it is undeniable that that God is with you. Those are those sacred moments. All are a means of grace and all are fruitful in showing our love for God. We honor God in all of these means of grace. So let me come back again. How do you show God that you love Him? Do you make sure that, that worship is a priority? Do you share your faith in God with others? Do you spend your 15 minutes, your 196th of a day, alone with God? Do you put your full trust in God, knowing that regardless of the situation, God will take care of you? There's a beautiful song by that title. I know I know that, that as we, we think of Journey of Hope here, that we, that we might be entering into uh, a strange and yet wonderful time, full of uncertainty. And I know that it will be easy to fall back on what we might have known, 
but I encourage you to center yourself in your love and trust of God in this time. Stay in love with God. Stay in love with God by all the means that are available to you. All the means. Because he will never leave you. We hear this over and over and over again through Scripture that God will never leave us. Will never forsake us. God walks with us along our journeys. God walks with us on our journeys of of celebration, those, those mountaintop experiences, but God also walks with us and journeys with us through, through those incredibly difficult times, those valleys that we face. How do you show God that you love God? Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, we are in awe of your love for us. The ways that you reach out to us and show that love, especially through the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. And so God, is now as we begin looking at this great commandment and, and knowing that we are supposed to love you and now we have some glimpses of different ways that we can do that, God, I ask that you would encourage each and every one of us. That you would encourage us in new ways to show our love for you. God, not because we have to, but because our desire is so deep that we want to show our love for you. God, help us. Encourage us and guide us. God, all this I ask in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who showed that wonderful sacrificial love for us. Amen. Because Jesus first loved us, we are able to go and love. And so I'm going to invite you to do that. But before I send you forth out of this place, I'm going to remind you that right after worship, go over to the community room just on the other side of the hallway here. Have some refreshments. uh, Have a seat because we're going to uh, join in our town hall uh, meeting right after worship uh, here. So right about 1030. Uh, For many of you who are worshiping online with us, Stay close to your computer because we will be live streaming the town hall meeting through our Facebook and YouTube channels as well as the app. Uh, And you will be able to ask questions uh, if you have those uh, during that time too. So we'll be paying attention to that. So encourage you to go there and uh, and listen to the updates on uh, on the merger with, uh, with Good Shepherd in Bartlett. And so now, go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.